0: New York welcome to you gotta love it the show where you tell us and the rest of the world the things that you love that we might have missed the show where you can come to discover the best things you never knew existed and the show where you can force us to sit through the worst entertainment you can find and say well you gotta love it my name is Koji I am a part-time club goer at least for the weekend and cold tea. Cold tea. And, and uh, Rebel? Rebel. Yeah. Uh, and full time wet blanket because I wanted to go home <laughs> immediately. <laughs> and with me, as always, is my good friend and porn aficionado. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, no.
0: Andrew Patterson. Low blow. We just had a long porn related conversation not just me and and andrew though uh because with us today (laughs) for a very special episode is none other than amanda the daryl graham graham Mm. graham graham not
2: gonna throw her under the bus eh? just me
0: no we all talked about pornography it wasn't just andrew
1: we all got into it yeah
2: Hmm.
1: it's all right andrew
2: yeah i wouldn't yeah.
1: We're yeah, here with whatever. you. <laughs> I'm not
2: even gonna I'm not even gonna deign to address address that introduction. Um Yeah, how's it going, man?
0: How was going good. how was the weekend? It was good. Yeah?
2: Yeah. Um I don't know. Nothing really
0: nothing really going on. I saw you
2: yet I saw both of you guys
0: literally less than twenty four <laughs> hours ago. At cold tea. Nothing uh nothing since then? No
2: nothing, big news? No no, no parking b- tickets? No. Uh, I did have a parking ticket. Oh. <laughs> I had a parking ticket when we left Cold Tea. We walked back to the car, oh, and I had a fucking yeah. parking ticket. No, we went to uh, New Ho King first. Yeah. Anyway, none of this will make any sense to anybody that maybe doesn't live in Toronto that is listening. But uh, so maybe let's move on. Let's move on. All right. I, we we all we're all well. We uh, we saw each other yesterday. So. Well, I think that uh, discussing Cold Tea and New Ho
0: King. Is a perfect segue into our You Gotta Love It for the Week. An anime called Yuri on Ice. Uh, I mean wrong wrong country though. It's all Chinese. Just kidding, guys. <laughs> just kidding. I'm I'm Japanese, so, <laughs>
2: so it's okay. My, my <laughs> name is Koji.
1: I can say what I want.
0: I'm just like that I feel like I just have license to be blanket racist towards anything that's Asian. Right?
2: not gonna touch it
0: let's just <laughs> keep, keep it rolling like I'm, I'm i will a- say though that
2: <laughs> they if, all look the same don't we if you ever play drawful the the game drawful if you're familiar with that this guy has the best portrait i've ever seen he draws the same thing every time and it's i perfect it it's very time. inappropriate okay well moving on from that
0: so the anime yuri on ice and I figured that a female perspective would be helpful. And I know that you enjoy anime, Amanda. So I figured that this would be a good one. We should have got John in on this To too. get you in on. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, right. Yeah. So why doesn't someone summarize while I take a sip of this cold water?
2: Uh, I don't know. How many episodes did you watch, Amanda? I only watched the first three so far. Oh, fuck. Okay. You guys are probably both ahead of me. So it's basically just a, um, a recent anime last year. Yeah, twenty sixteen. Twenty sixteen, about uh, a you know early twenty something uh, competitive figure skater who entered a competition, uh, failed, basically came came last, didn't really do well that year. Yeah, and uh, kind of went back to school and was very like depressed about it. But the series kind of picks up a year later, where he um, is returning home for the first time. <clears throat> excuse me, uh, to the village that he was raised in. Yeah, and city. Uh, city, Kyushu. Right. Mm. Is in Kyushu. Um, I don't remember what the town is called though. I should make a note of that for my for my upcoming trip. Anyway, mm-hmm. he goes back, he's kind of seeing all the familiar faces, and uh as far oh. as I got is basically his I'm gonna say nemesis, but <clears throat> sorry guys, my throat is so hoarse. Uh, sort of like the reigning champion who was like his idol growing up shows up uh, in his city at his house basically and it's like, I'm going to train you and you're going to win the Grand Prix or so, whatever it's called. Is yeah. it called the Grand Prix?
1: So, I think so. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. Grand it's Championship, Prix. Yeah.
0: Yeah, it's all about figure skating. But the important bit is in the first episode, uh, he is kind of like playing around and shows his friend... Right, uh, a routine that this, this big, famous figure skater does, and he replicates it perfectly. And unbeknownst to him, some kids are recording it, and it becomes a viral video online, and the guy sees him doing the routine, and, and then immediately like just switches gears in his life and is like, I need to coach this kid. Hmm. Yeah. And then, the, so, <clears throat> Amanda and I watched the first three episodes, and it's kind of... I think that's where the story actually gets started. So what happens after that is one of the other Russian kids, the other Yuri. Yeah, 15. Yuri. 15-year-old uh, kid. Yeah. Yeah. Comes... The, the punk of the yeah. skating world or yeah. whatever. Yeah. yeah. Comes to this small town to track down the the idol. Victor. Yeah, because Victor had promised to help him. Mm-hmm. And then there's a competition between the two of them. Right. The, the young punk... the Yuri and Yuriel. Yeah. Uh, And so...
1: It's like Luigi and Waluigi.
0: Exactly. Yeah. And so the end of the third episode is the end of the competition. And the competition will decide who the teacher will teach. Cool. Okay. So let's talk about this anime. Because I got a few things to say. One, it... I feel like they have this whole anime thing down to a science. It easily... You could have replaced most of what happened in this show with like what happens in Naruto. So you got this one kid who's just like underachieving, somewhat unsure of himself, whatever. And then you've got his like nemesis who's like amazing at everything he does, Mm -hmm. but is somehow jealous of this underachiever because of, you know, some aspect that this guy has. Yeah. Right. And then there's the sensei, Mm -hmm. right. Who, uh, kind of helps them along, and there's always, you know, it's a root for the underdog type thing.
2: Yeah, but it's a, it, it's interesting because it did have all of the qualities that you come to expect an anime to have. Like the, <clears throat> the nemesis that you may not be rooting for, yeah. you know, even though this came out last year, that there are thousands of, like, fangirls, probably, I'm assuming fangirls, just based on going to, like, expos, that fucking love that kid. Like the blo- the badass kid, you know? Right. Yeah, yeah. Well, and, and like, I think...
1: Oh, go ahead. No, I was
2: just gonna say, like, you could see, even in the first episode, which is the only one I watched, a bunch of characters were introduced that were not really fleshed out in the first episode. Like, um, I don't even know the relationship to him, but when he first gets back and he goes to his room and that girl comes in with, like, the short hair and, like, all of the piercings and, like, lights a cigarette. But, like, every character, I was like, oh, I wonder what's going on. What's going on with that character? I want to... You know, and it's about figure, like, I don't, this is the whole, this, we were kind of talking about this earlier. It's like the whole anime thing. Like it could be about anything, volleyball, tennis, not even just sports, like a piano player, uh, you know, a business guy, just like a generic dude or like somebody who's in college and doesn't, is kind of aimlessly stuck in his dorm room. And like, there are all of these different things, but there's something about anime storytelling that at least for me, yeah. I mean, not every anime, but a lot of them, I'm like, oh, fuck. They're just like, that's a perfect yeah. way of saying it. They do have it down to a science. It's like they could just t- turn the anime light on like any subject or topic. Yeah. Plug in all of the characters and it doesn't feel old to me. Like, it's just like, oh, cool. S- sorry, what were you going to say? Uh, about
1: well, sort of speaking to you, know, you saying that there are you know all these people who do love the sort of nemesis or... yeah you know, villain character is you know, even by the end of the third episode already, they're start they kind of start pulling in some sort of flashback stuff to kind of show a different side of him and like maybe How he start to introduce that way? E- Exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, so that, you know, he puts on this mm-hmm. you know, this punk jerk front, but that's maybe not necessarily all that there was to him. So yeah. I think yeah. I think that if, you know, that's already being introduced in the third episode that that's gonna, like he's got his vulnerabilities and and sort of, I guess, difficulties in his past that I'm sure are gonna more come to light and then, you know, would cause people to sympathize with that character and be like, yeah, oh yeah, look look, look what he's been through.
2: Who's like my favorite character in Game of Thrones is like the exact, it's like that exact same thing. In the beginning, I was like, I like him because I feel like deep beneath that hard exterior is like a soft, mushy, you know, he's just a tough guy who had the most horrible upbringing imaginable yeah. and everybody's like, yeah, maybe. And then, if you've watched that show or read those books, something bad happens. But then, something good happens. Mm-hmm. Anyway, yeah, they got the character thing down. The animation was pretty beautiful, mm-hmm. for I thought, for like a TV series. Mm-hmm. Like the skating scenes were cool. The, the intro was really nice, too. The intros, a, the intro's great. The, uh, that song, That's hard though, to do well, to make no. uh, to make um, something like that feel authentic because it's not like a feature quality. It's not like Disney 2D quality animation, you know? Right. Like they But the, the balance in anime of usually having these gorgeous like watercolor or now digitally painted backgrounds that are always like mm-hmm. generally in anime, they were always much more uh, detailed and realistic, I felt, than Western cartoons. Right. Um, that combined with, like, like the skating scene at the end of the first episode where it's showing him replicating the routine. Yeah. I was just, like... The camera work, even? Like, there was some stuff where I was, like, whoa. Yeah. <laughs> that, yeah. Picturing somebody animating that and, like, testing it, or I just made a motion, like, I was in the 90s, like, <laughs> animating using, like, paper and cells. They're probably not necessarily doing that, but, like, it's pretty impressive, so... But there's good. also a lot of... Um,
0: uh sexual gay sexual innuendo Mm -hmm. in the show yeah uh that we haven't gotten to yet but i feel like they're setting up and i could be wrong about this but i feel like they're setting up from the first three episodes they're setting up the main kid to fall in love with his instructor
1: it yeah yeah, it's it seems that way and i was i was really i was sort of glad that they mentioned his age a little bit later because when like the when Victor first shows up, he's like naked in a hot spring and he gets yeah. out and this is There's a sort of like gratuitous pan of his body. And from the way that they've animated Yuri up into this point, I'm like, Oh, like how old is he? Yeah, it's a little weird. Yeah. yeah. yeah well, he's done like, college uh, though. He's a grown up. Yeah, no, he's 23. And then like the Victor, I think they said is like 27 or something. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, okay. Like, all right. But at first it was just kind of like, yeah. he's just like presenting himself whole, like, to teacher- this like,
2: and that like teacher-student thing as well, I think, which feels very taboo
1: as yeah. well, sort of yeah.
2: generally, you know, like, it, um, well, there's one scene where he's pounding
0: on his bedroom door being like, I want to sleep with you. Like, no, he
1: wanted to have a slumber party. I know,
0: I know, but it just kind of, for me, strange. for me,
1: it was just like the thing where I thought he was like, I thought that Yuri was like 14 or something. Yeah. And then this guy is well, just like, I was like, because the other dude. kid is like
2: 15 or 16, right? Yeah,
0: yeah.
1: true.
2: Um, one thing I'd also like to point out is that I found it su- surprisingly maybe because of the subject matter and because I found it funny. Like yeah. there was moments where I was like, oh, it's pretty funny. Like the uh, <clears throat> the whole coming home scene Yeah. where like he's been all bundled up. And like when you first see him, I'm like, he looks like chubbier than mm-hmm. when they were showing him before. And yeah. he like, gets home and his mom comes out and she's like all adorable. And like, and his dad just like, is always just opening that shutter and just being like, Hey, you know? And, uh, that ballet dancer or whatever that like was waiting for him at the station. Yeah. And is like obsessed with figure skating. Like there's just so many things happening where I was like, it was similar to, um, summer wars where like when he arrives at that house, you're introduced to like a million characters family, but, but if it has like a genuine feeling of like familiarity between characters and like they all have their sort of like quirks and, uh, is pretty funny and well, like when he <laughs> when he uh goes to the rink to do the routine in front of his old uh, his old friend that they yeah. sort of build up to be almost potentially like a romantic interest but then she's got kids with that guy that was a bully yeah yeah and he like lifts up his shirt and it's like slapping his, <laughs> yeah. Slapping his belly you know? yeah yeah like is good.
0: There's a lot of references in the first couple episodes to him being fat. Yeah, he has to
2: like work it off in order to to (laughs) become a figure skater again. When she's like you, or the dad, the dad comes in and is like, "Oh, you look like your mother." And like the next shot, his face—they like they changed the shape of, simplified his face so that. She's standing in the background, and they basically look almost identical. It's so funny.
1: I don't know if this is like <laughs> something that I'm necessarily imagining, or I maybe I need to watch more episodes to kind of like see if it's kind of a like a theme. But I find that like they do change his appearance sometimes. It, it seems like it kind of coincides with how he's feeling, and like I know in yeah. the first episode, he like he is heavier because he's been stress eating, and he does have to lose that weight. But mm-hmm. even at the end of the first episode, when he's replicating it, you he's see him skating he looks a lot like taller and more slender and and i almost feel like he's got this like anxiety and like that sort of um like imposter Mm -hmm. um syndrome or whatever it is where he like when he's out of it he doesn't believe that he's good enough and then he has all this stress about it when you see him like that like whether it's just his face or whatever like it they seem to like round it out and he embodies this like Unworthy. He
2: dresses like he's got wearing a yeah. lot of clothes, or he's like on his bedroom floor. Yeah. and he's like much rounder yeah. and squatter right. and shorter, or smaller. And stuff.
0: Well, it's but also yeah like the like, Superman like, thing. He takes his glasses off.
2: Yeah, you know?
1: yeah. Well, I, like I sort of see it as like when he's in his element and like mm-hmm. doing that thing that he loves and really going for it, then he's got like he's got that physique. He's got like he's got that image of like a, what you imagine like a confident like skater yeah. would be. And I feel like I don't know if that's something that was a purposeful thing or I'm just looking into it as someone with like anxieties and like can relate to that kind of stuff. But like the dichotomy of the way you see yourself when you're like in that stressed out.
2: I think it's probably intentional. Like the, the anime I think is, I mean there's some really goofy anime, but I feel like it's like sometimes to people that don't watch a lot of anime maybe like surprisingly subversive. Like it's like they, you know what I mean? Like there's a lot of, you see an interview or read an interview with like a guy who created a 12 episode series about, you know, whatever, tennis. And like you watch it and you're like, this is kind of goofy. But then when you watch the, like the writer or something, he's like, what I really wanted to do was like that. And they're like so serious. But like, you know what I mean? So I, it does seem like that would be something that they would do that would be intentional because it yeah. feels yeah very drastic. Like you said, like when I think about it, like the that scene where he was skating compared to like even just before that when he's like blub 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 like kind of there's all the sound effects and like the hands in his pockets and he's all hunched over yeah i think it it, it kind of
0: even goes back to uh what i was saying earlier about how these animes kind of have a certain type of formula and they have it down because it, it seems like the most popular ones are about uh people who are kind of social outsiders mm-hmm. and find themselves devoting, wh- when they devote themselves to whatever their given craft is. So if it's if it's uh, Naruto, then it's, you know, he's being the best ninja. Yeah, being the, he wants, that's his goal. He wants to be the best ninja. And in this one, he finds himself, uh, you know, wanting to be the greatest figure skater to overtake his idol, mm-hmm. essentially. It's also weird how they all have favorite foods. Like, that's a big thing in anime that's a, each have a, fa- a favorite meal even in
2: final fantasy the new final fantasy game where you can cook things the different characters have favorite meals and if you cook those meals they get additional attributes that are like that are boosted it's a japanese yeah. thing it's gotta I, be a japanese thing
1: and i like i find how like, like we were talking about how they it seems like they're setting it up for him to fall in love with with his new mentor yeah and Conflict. like yeah well the just sort of like talking about the favorite food he has like, so basically what happens in the second and third episodes is that the two Yuri's are doing it, it's basically the same music piece but it has two different themes and they're different kinds of love. So one is like unconditional love and the other one is erotic love. And because, you know, the Yuri, the I guess our Yuri, the one yeah. we're supposed to be rooting for, um, is he's never really been in love and like felt felt that kind of way so his like it's his thing heavy man this is what i'm talking yeah. about like yeah. that's like
2: even just there that's like the first three episodes of an anime about figure skating yeah. it's like oh shit yeah. like but like he pack a lot like in there. he has
1: to think about his favorite food to like think about something that he loves so much that he like <laughs> doesn't is not rational about it yeah and is it the I pork don't know cutlets how, yeah. it is it is the the pork mm. cutlet thing so you know that's what he's thinking about initially but I you can kind of see comments. the way that he's working with with Victor well, that like that's kind of starting to come up, and also like maybe why in the past like he hasn't, you know, had a guy around him yeah. to make him feel that way, or obviously a girl, and he ne- maybe nece- hasn't necessarily considered right ma- maybe a dude would make me feel this way, but now this person is in his life, and you can see him kind of being like like he can't even be around him lots of at times. anime
2: lines above the nose bridge of the nose under the eyes the Mm -hmm. flesh lines he he
0: when he finishes his routine in his head it's just like i was thinking about more than um you know pork cutlets or whatever and then flashes to to the uh to the instructor and and so that it was actually at that moment because at first like it was described to me by by uh brian from the full blast as a gay figure skating anime and i was like "Eh." so far like as you were saying so far, it doesn't. It just seems like an anime. Mm. But it was it was really at that moment that I was like, oh, maybe because usually they they uh, will introduce some sort of love interest or some sort of like character for for this uh, for the main character's infatuations. It might not actually be a, a love interest that ever comes to fruition, but usually there's somebody that they're like aggressively trying to court or impress or whatever. Mm. Um, but in this case, they're isn't one so far, even in the first three episodes, mm-hmm. like it, it may or may not swing that way. It's hard to tell,
2: but I'm very curious to see how the rest of them. Yeah. I want to keep watching it.
1: Yeah. Like I, I definitely want to see <laughs> through. And like, I it find myself. me in one
2: episode and I was like, nah, yeah. that's stupid. I don't believe you, Brian. Yeah. <laughs> and <laughs> yeah. then we watched it and I was like, hmm. Yeah. yeah. Hmm. <laughs> well, and
1: like, I find myself like just watching it and kind of, you have an idea of how it's going to play out. Like, obviously Yuri is going to have some difficulties and it's not going to be super easy for him, but. Like I'm, he's skating and I'm, you know, watching him do, do his routine yeah. and I'm like, oh like, man, oh, no. like I know he, I know he hasn't landed these jumps in competition Ooh. yet, like I really hope he does not Yeah. So like I get, like I get that same thing where like when you're Two watching bullets. live competition, and I, and you're just yeah. like, oh man, must oh, be man. hard for like, you
2: because I've seen you, I get stressed. lie down on a on the floor during a basketball game because yeah. you didn't. <laughs> you're yeah. just like I can't. What's the score? <laughs> yeah. Periodically, I have, yeah. At least, at least this is—I
1: know this is already predetermined. Yeah, when it's like a live true. event, I have this problem where I think like I'm, I'm bad luck, man. I can't be yeah, looking at it because if I'm it, looking at it, then it. we're not gonna we're not gonna win.
2: You'll go ahead and just check the Raptors game as we talk about this. Let's continue. <laughs> Do I need I, to lie on the floor? Yeah. No, they won. <laughs> All right. I sweet. love the the woman who
0: owns the like ballet studio or whatever. Yeah, when she gets it's, drunk yeah, in the first episode, and she's just <laughs> she's actually just like. Yeah, I want somebody exactly like that, but younger.
2: Yeah, so <laughs> more naive. It like would know? be way Young. sexier. Yeah. It's like, this is good. For somebody that has thousands of adoring female fans, he's pretty free with his charms. Yeah, yeah. I, then, I,
1: I wish she would be drunk more and would shriek about things less, though. That is my one complaint about that character. She a, flips right out yeah. on I, the regular.
2: I have another favorite alcoholic female mentor slash pervert character from an anime. Okay. Misato. Sorry. I <laughs> he was so excited to talk <clears throat> about it. Misato from uh Neon Genesis back in the mid-90s where she's like in her twenties and the main character is like fourteen mm-hmm. or fifteen or whatever. And uh upon moving to Tokyo um Tokyo Two or I think it's Tokyo Two, right? He uh He like moves in with her because he doesn't have a place to stay. And she just like, he opens up the fridge and it's literally just like only beer. And then, and they keep repeating, even using like the same animation where like every time they sit down for dinner, she starts dinner by just chugging a full beer, like before she even eats anything. And then she's got like the little, like the dew dew around her eyes and she's just like all blushing, constantly like hassling him about like. Just you know, why isn't he have a girlfriend and all this is just like it's so funny. Oh, uh, that series gets really fucked up. I need more so sad. anime in my life.
0: I'm I'm considering <laughs> signing up for a Crunchyroll crunchy account. Yeah. You know? Maybe we should
2: just all spring for one. Yeah, just pitch. Yeah. Yeah. I feel is like, it like Netflix, can you have multiple users? That'd be great. I would assume so because you can access it on multiple devices. Let's do it. Well, all right then. Yeah. I think I'm like behind on anime. I I got bummed out because Cowboy Bebop was so good and then I really even though it wasn't as good really liked Samurai Champloo and then that director that created those series he just kind of like the next one I mean he might have made something else but the next one I'm aware of was called um, Kids on the Slope I think no and idea. it was about jazz which is uh, makes sense when you've seen his other shows but it was just like it's like you know you go from this epic you know uh, a ship, a spaceship full of mercenaries like bounty hunters and all the music is amazing jazz and it's just like about their it's very dark and like was so incredible and then from that you I like go to the like movie a lot. the movie's great and then you go to like feudal japan but like mixed with hip-hop and like a like groving group of samurai and then the next one is just like about these teenagers like discovering jazz in like a bygone era of japan like just like and it's it feels the same, but I was just like, uh, I was hoping the next one would be like something else. Western. Yeah, yeah, like the wet, like the Wild West, but with like metal or... Well, I guess a Trigun is kind of like that. But you know what I mean? Like yep. I was just expecting like another action-packed, like anyway. And then I just stopped paying attention to new anime that was coming out.
1: I'm just getting started on anime. Do you, you have really? a favorite? Uh, I think we talked about this last time a little bit when we when we uh, watched Redline. Yeah. Uh, is it like... I'm just terrible at discovering things for myself. Like I know that, like Andrew's, and you know, having gone to school together, like we've watched some Cowboy Bebop and all that kind of stuff. Like you would, okay. you, you know, we'd watch some of those episodes while we were yeah. hanging out. But, um, yeah, like never really got into it in the past. Um, but now, like obviously, some like good stuff. Yeah. yeah, like there's there's a lot of good stuff there, and also like part of, one of the reasons I was curious about yeah. Urya Ice is like being somewhat. Involved in the sort of cosplay community, yeah. um, I I've seen a ton of people doing like obviously for other animes, but like yeah, you know so Characters. much Yuri on Ice. Oh yeah, it, it, cosplay that I've seen over the last few months and and like really so cool like gorgeous see, gorgeous so stuff. Yeah, a, and so I was amazing. like like it's such a yeah, and like these people that I have you know, other stuff in common with are so into it that I was it. just like I was very curious to see it, and this was just kind of like an excuse to right, get started. You are
2: on the cusp of. Well, maybe not even on the cusp because you're already interested in a lot of the, a lot of, a lot of, you have a lot in common with those circles, but Mm I'm just like the anime thing, you're just on the edge of a rabbit hole. I can feel it. Like you're going to be like, and yeah. Oh. So Koji knows how
1: deep I can go into a rabbit hole. It's just going to be like, it's bad.
0: I think what we should do is get a Crunchyroll account (laughs) and then independently. Just like delve into some random fucking anime. And see, cool. see, compare notes. Yeah. And then come back with, with different ones. Just do a deep cuts edition. Yeah. <laughs> Thought two though, is I should go to Fan Expo this summer as Fat Yuri. Do Whoa. it. Just fucking
2: gut out there. Should
1: I, should I be the, uh. Ready to go. The drunk barone, the the chick that owns the ballet studio. Yeah. <laughs> are there any black characters? <laughs> not yet. I don't think
2: there are. Yeah. yeah not yet. Are there any black figure skaters? I don't even know. In in like in real life, life in the yeah. world? No, I mean like <laughs> in competition. <laughs> I know. Like has I know. there been like a? Occasionally, you see countries in like Olympic sports that you wouldn't expect to have a team in that sport. You know, where it's like the Winter Olympics, and it's like, oh, this tropical country has a, like, I mean, like I, luge team or something, and you're like, hmm. I assume that
0: it happens, but it's it's of no surprise to me that ice and winter-based sports are. Mainly white dominated, simply because ice and winter based countries mm. are also mainly white dominated. I mean,
1: this might be getting like too way off, way off topic and too deep. But like, even you look at stuff like ballet or whatever, like there's the not price of a, entry. There, the bar yeah, is high. There's there are n- not a ton of dancers yeah. of, of color. I mean, you see, it's I true. think some like some Asian dancers and stuff. Yeah, but I think I think so only many recently for sure. I think only recently there was the first african-american prima ballerina and like one of the main that's main crazy. dance troops so it yeah it's it's what's not common there either and that has nothing to do with i guess seasons and yeah. temperature so like i i just find there's a lot of parallels between mm-hmm. ballet and figure skating oh for sure yeah,
0: yeah yeah. what's the olympic sport where you're like cross-country skiing and you got the gun and you gotta like shoot the target and you cross like ski- an athlon it it is a Athlon. I just can't remember yeah, which one. I can't remember. Let's let's make an anime based on that.
2: Yeah. Okay. Here's I'm a in... question. Okay. Maybe if you haven't watched a lot, I don't know if you'll have an answer, but I'm gonna put it out there anyway. What is the most mundane anime that you've watched, where like the topic was just like literally the most? Actually, I'll just ex- I'll open it up. Most yep. just mundane cartoon, just animation. It could be like a western, just because. But like you know, like what where you're just like, I can't believe that I'm watching this or or enjoy this. And it's just so... Well, there was an anime that I watched a while ago that was
0: just about uh, kids at school. I'm trying to remember what it was. it was. It was essentially just a teen drama animated, but like in a Japanese school, in a Japanese setting with all their weird sort of sexual frustrations that I watched like a full... I don't even know if they have seasons, but I no, they do, definitely have definitely had seasons. I watched a full season of it and was like, "Whoa, this is weird." Also, it was one of those ones where they weren't afraid to like have people naked, hmm. which was also weird to me because I yeah. was not expecting it at all. Like at, at one point, I think somebody's clothes get stolen while he's taking a shower or something. I anyway,
2: <laughs> it was weird. It well, was it that was, would be a good time to segue into Oh, you got to oh. love it. Yes. Yes, it would. Uh, we, uh, well, I mean, I like my question. We didn't really all get to address it, but let's just, it's too perfect.
1: Yeah, you
0: and I,
2: don't, too I
1: don't have an answer anyway. Okay. <laughs> well, maybe
0: we'll come back to that. Maybe yeah. not, whatever. Speaking of kids' clothing getting stolen while in the shower, I didn't even think about that. Boom. Uh, Good catch. The You so. Gotta Love It is Central Intelligence, starring none other than Dwayne The Rock Johnson
2: and Kevin Hart. Does Kevin have a, does he have like a name in the middle? Like Kevin the something heart? No. I I
1: guess in the movie, he's the golden jet. Oh yeah. yeah. Kevin the
2: golden jet heart. Mm -hmm. Mm. Golden jet. Two things. You said that you could not stand Kevin Hart. You said Kevin Hart was brutal in this movie when I saw you the other day. Yes. And I went into it being like, well, I love the rock. So at least that will make up for it. I'm not saying that Kevin Hart wasn't brutal, or wasn't just like Kevin Hart, right? Like you know, which normally I'm not like a huge Kevin Hart guy. He's kind of
1: like the same character, yeah.
2: <clears throat> and it's just not a. I mean, you know, I get why people. Kind, I mean, I kind of get why pe- he's so popular. You know, so, like setting re- world records for like stand up sellout stadiums, but he's just the he's the Black Dane Cook. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which is funny he was because was also mentioned in, in this movie. I was just gonna say, which is funny because in the movie, when he's in that bar and that guy that keeps calling him bro, and he makes that joke, and he's like, "What does he say? You don't look like Dan." Are you? Cook? Well, you, what, you think you,
1: that you think that's, that's funny? You comedian? Yeah. yeah. You, you don't, don't look like, like, Dan, don't Cook look like me. Dan Cook to me, bro. <laughs> <laughs>
2: um, yeah, I mean fuck, I don't even know where to start, man. What I was gonna say is that The Rock was not what I expected him he to was, be in this movie.
1: He was kind of infuriating as a character.
2: Oh, I loved
0: yeah. him. I loved him as a character because he was supposed to be this like nerdy fat kid yeah. who never grew up but is now just a huge <laughs> jacked guy. But still underneath it all is a nerdy fat kid. But what what was infuriating was like there was never that payoff where he was, you realize that it like it was an act or something, mm. because clearly he was smart enough to know that like Kevin Hart didn't want to be a part of this whole thing, and all this other stuff happened. But like, and he was being willfully ignorant at points. Yeah, where just and that's
1: like, that's what drove me fucking crazy because it just I kept putting myself in like Kevin Hart's shoes, who's like just so like yeah. trying to, and not even just The Rock, but like. Everyone in his life that he's just trying to like express his, yeah, you felt actually to, kind of bad for Kevin you, Hart, yeah, and no a lot of points in his movie are like, him. bro, like they're just discarding and, whatever he and says, I, and he just totally. Like, oh. and, and
2: I will say that it, it, it as Kevin Hart goes, mm-hmm. this was like a dialed for most of the movie, like, mm-hmm. uh, surprisingly dialed back Kevin Hart, you know, like he from until like the action scenes for the most part, he was just kind of like. I'm just trying to fucking stay in my lane, man. You know, just like... Just like the rest of The premise, though... He's playing straight man to the rock, essentially. Sure. But the the premise, which we haven't really touched on, for those of you who may not know, is basically flashback the years 1996, uh, graduating class, Kevin Hart's like the wonder child of this school. uh, Actually thought that was kind of funny when the president or the principal is like, Going a little bit too far, like yeah. you know, saying how great he is. Yeah. Um. But anyway, so I'd want you as my kid. Yeah. And then if when I Kevin Hart comes to. out, he's like, "If my mom's in the white dudes, <laughs> it's like." Yeah. Uh. Anyway, so while this is happening, The Rock, who they is a CG animated head superimposed onto a you know obese person's body, is like singing and dancing in the shower. And this group of bullies has discovered that he showers during like first period or whatever when nobody's around. And they essentially kidnap him. They pull him from the showers like naked and take him to this assembly where Kevin Hart is speaking. And like, you know, to the to the graduating class, like, yeah, we made it, guys. And like throw him in the gym. And it's super embarrassing. And everybody makes fun of him. They call him weird dick or something. Which like, is right? his last name. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, Kevin Hart takes off his like letterman's jacket. And like gives it to the to the rock uh, because he's like a, he's actually a good dude. He's not like the he's the, not like he, a jock. He's not like the jock, jock good yeah. guy. He's like a genuinely good guy that happens to be like you know quote peaking in high school. Yeah. Anyway, he gives him the jacket and then flash forward, uh, you know, twenty years later, um, and Kevin Hart is kind of this like unsatisfied. He's just kind of stuck in like a
1: accounting job. Yeah,
2: accounting job and like you know, loves his wife, but like, he just sort of, he gets passed up for promotion. He gets passed up for promotions and stuff. And then he gets a call. It's going to be the reunion that they're going to. And he gets like a message on Facebook from what turns out to be the rock. Who is now the rock as we know him, Rob stone, Rob, Bob, Bob stone. He's changed his name and something's kind of fishy about it, but they basically kind of reconnect and, uh, and then it turns out that there's this huge terrorist plot, and The Rock is actually works for the CIA, and now Kevin Hart is like roped into this like 24 hour crazy shit yeah. that happens, and that's the premise of the movie. Now, I'm not gonna like
0: spoil anything really, but like it, it was pretty obvious who the villain was going to be in the end, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, as soon as they introduced that first scene where it's just like, you, "I'll see you on the other side." Maybe I've said too much.
2: Right?
1: Yeah. But, yeah, you did it. You spoiled you know, it. You know what I
2: thought was hilarious, though? And we're just going to continue spoiling it because this is like a key... One of my things where I was like, oh, that did make me laugh because I like when they do stuff like this in movies. Yeah. So it's Aaron Paul is like in this oh, movie. Yeah. There's a lot of like cameos in this yes, movie. Yes, there is. Yeah. But like Aaron Paul is in it and... He uh, calls somebody bitch? Yeah, but like the way he does it is yeah. exactly like Jesse. Like he just like... He's got the gun out, or like the guy like throws a gun at him, and he like catches the gun, and he's just like, "Oh, nice throw, bitch!" Or like he's just and you're just like, "That's hilarious. That was so intentional." And I've got a good chuckle out of that. But you know what I think would have made this more enjoyable for me? I didn't hate it because I mean, you know, the bar's been set pretty low. It had its a couple moments where it's like, oh, that was kind of funny," but mostly it was just kind of like a subpar buddy comedy. But I. I loved throughout it even though so like the the sort of as you said the inner fat kid like the inner child he like he never really grew up but he's in a position where his body is a weapon and he's in all these crazy situations but he like loves it in like this chat with this childish glee I wish that the movie had been or I can't think of one right now but I would love to see a movie like that where it's just rec- like the part, there's a car chase at the end when Kevin Hart is running and the, the, this guy is driving a car about to run him down and The Rock just fucking drives a SUV and like murders this guy, like just cr- smashes the shit out of the car. It's such a, even though it's just like a, there's no blood, it's such a violent act and a violent scene. Yeah. And The Rock just gets out of the car and he's like, whoo, <laughs> he's <laughs> yeah. like, isn't this awesome? Like he's just so jacked up and- I, I liked those moments through the movie where he just gets off on like he's like, Okay, I'm gonna do something and we might die. But if we don't die, it's gonna it's, be wicked. It's almost
0: archer esque in yeah, his approach.
2: Yeah, to yeah exactly. Yeah. I he like he uh the sprinklers go off and he just fucking like shoots out the window and they just he's yeah. like, Yep, yeah, I don't know if we're gonna make it. Yeah. He reminded me of his character in uh uh Game. No, uh that a little a bit curious? no the will ferrell <laughs> mark Wahlberg. uh
1: oh uh Cop, the other
2: guys the other guys yeah. Yeah. you know it was like him and uh samuel, samuel jackson are yeah, just yeah. like and they jump, they, off, the they jump yeah. off the building yeah, yeah. but they just love they just live on the like violence and action and yeah. he's kind of even though he's just this like soft big softy i love that he just like it was an, an interesting character trait for somebody like that to have usually you expect the sort of the joke to be that he's huge and jacked up but he's still kind of a wuss on the inside, but he just like channeled all of his rage into just like loving to just destroy shit and like anyway, I thought that was pretty good. But
0: did you find anything to love about this movie?
1: Uh yeah. I mean like like Andrew said, there was, you know, definitely some some points where, you know, it was it was funny. But for me it's uh the soundtrack. I love nineties music.
2: Oh yeah. There's oh yeah, good that that
1: uh, I always enjoy that, and just like pop culture references always get me. So again, like the bitch, mm. and also like the the tie into like the the Rock loves sixteen candles. Oh yeah, mm. and like the tie into that at the very end of the movie, like <sighs> oh that that had me giggling a little bit. Just I don't know. I always love that kind of homage type, yeah. type stuff.
2: Right. Right. I, I like Jason Bateman's character also. I was yeah. just about to say I wish uh, that the scene was pretty good where yeah. he said that he had like found God, but then because yeah. it went and on the for Oscar so long. Goes to, he's just like you're yeah. fucking idiot. Like he's just <laughs> so mean.
1: Yeah.
2: Oh man. Um, I was kind of. Uh, I also <laughs> when he's obsessed with Roadhouse, yeah. Yeah. The Rock is obsessed with Roadhouse, and he and he just fucking like oh. Rips,
0: Yeah, I'm glad you mentioned that because I almost forgot. That was one of my favorite parts because he basically he remakes Roadhouse, The Rock. I mean, right? Like he
1: uh, in this movie or he's going to? No, he did.
0: What was that? What was that movie? Walking Tall? Oh yeah, is Roadhouse? Oh, I don't know if you
1: ever know that. Uh,
2: Yeah, I think no, that's. The one where he's the ex football player that like runs Shen Williams. Walking Tall is where he goes back to the town. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I have seen it. So it
0: is essentially Road like he comes back to the town, finds out that his town has been taken over by this corporation or whatever, grabs a fucking two by four out of his truck and just runs (laughs) them all out of town. A la Roadhouse. Okay. Uh, See, I have not
1: seen Roadhouse. No man. I mean I know that he like explicitly states that that was from Roadhouse. Yeah. But for me, I was all I could think about was McGruber. Yeah. you've yeah. not seen Roadhouse no I, like, I have not I've seen bits of Roadhouse wow. but I have not seen all of Roadhouse I wish there was that, that should be on also, the list I also wish there was more in all this right. movie
2: like when he's being tortured by the when she like is like dis- fucking up his fingers and yeah. like he doesn't even notice because he's just so hardcore and like he goes to like help Kevin Hart up and his oh, fingers they, all gnarly. When they show
0: that, I was
2: like physically ill. I was like, "Oh no!" Kevin just like, "Oh!" And he's, or like when he like rips out the guy's trachea, he rips his throat out, <laughs> and then tries to help him up again, and he's holding the guy's throat in his hand. He's yeah. like, he's like, "Oh God!" He's like, "Oh, sorry, man." He just like throws it away. Like,
0: it's interesting. Okay, so I think this brings up something interesting because we're all sitting around laughing about this film and there's definitely stuff that we like about it. So watching these movies with the sort of gaze that you know, it's going to be bad and you're looking for things to like about them actually makes them not that bad. Right? Like totally. I watched this movie and it was entertaining because walking into it, not only did I know it was going to be bad because you can, you can do that and the movie's still bad, but like I was actively searching for funny moments. Mm-hmm. I think changes the way that you experience the film yeah. as a whole
2: yeah it's uh once again we're, it's like this is like a social experiment and we're discovering the larger lesson of like life is like that you the way that you react to things or the the context in which you experience things yeah is so affected by like your state of mind you know not to get too deep but like same with anything you know something's bugging you if you turn the lens inward to see maybe why it's bugging you, it's like the same with these films. Like I hate these movies for these reasons, but when we're being forced to watch movies that other people hate and we go and expecting them to be just God awful, you're kind of like, okay, well we got to find something to love about this. And then you're just like really watching it to be like, to enjoy it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It's interesting. I
0: think what Andrew's trying to say is do not go, with a hangover, and no sleep, into watching the movie's Laser Blast, <laughs> or else it will not be good.
1: I uh, think I'm pretty sure there are very few redeemable qualities about that movie, regardless of your state oh, of mind.
0: You gonna talk about this? Speaking of Laser Blast, what we met a guy <gasps> and a friend and and, and uh, a girl, a couple, who informed us, and I think that you and Daryl would be interested in this as well. Um it, what what was it, the Blur Cinema or um anyway, there's a theater in Toronto that like maybe once a month or something runs an event called Laser Blast. Oh my god. In which they screen the worst movies, including I think the first the first one was Laser Blast. And so mm. Yeah, you maybe remember the that? Carlton cinema maybe? I would
1: I would love to go oh see no, that.
0: Who you weren't there? Who who was, it, who was, was there? Like Mika, maybe? We talking, no, maybe Daryl was there.
2: I anyway. This is unrelated, but related to bad movies, and I'm just gonna say it on mic just because I'll forget about it if I don't bring it up now. I know okay. that you guys are big fans of Troll Two. Yep. Did you see that Mondo, I believe Mondo, is releasing a Troll Two vinyl soundtrack, and they just re- <laughs> they unveiled like the cover art. No. I think it was Mondo. It might not be. It might be one of the other ones that yeah, does yeah. that. Though, like, but and it's like crazy. It's like. Uh, uh, I can't even describe it to you, but now that I've said it, it's out there. It's like only, so we'll All look right. it up after the show. But. Yes.
1: And may I also say that if you ever do, do a troll two episode, please. So I would we, love to be on that one.
2: I
0: think we could <laughs> do it, but I've already <laughs> seen it though. That's okay. I think what we should do, because I haven't seen either of them, but I have them both is a troll mean? two and best worst movie episode where the, yes. you got to love it. It's troll two. And the, and best worst movie is the hidden gem. Mm. Yeah. Mm. How do you feel about that one?
2: Yeah. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Troll Two is pretty awful. Uh. Yeah. <laughs> Amanda loves but it. I could I've, see it in her eyes. I've
1: seen it so many times. We had it. We had a New Year's party <laughs> that was themed Troll Two. That's how much we love it.
0: So have have either of you to kind of get back to the whole Kevin Hart? uh thing have either of you seen
2: get hard no with will ferrell yes will ferrell.
1: i did i think it was one of those things though where it was kind of on in the background and mm-hmm. i watched some of it but it wasn't really Seemed, watching it like uh,
2: i wonder better or worse than this one well i pick and choose the. i mean i'm not trying to open a dialogue or a conversation for people to be like oh but what about you watch this or what about you find this funny but generally i was never a big martin lawrence fan because i felt that First of all, I didn't really relate to it was so the humor was so You're trying to black. tell me you
0: don't like bad boys? No, I like bad boys. But like Martin, like I'm the Black
2: here. Knight, you know, like yeah, no, no, really no, no. heavy handed race, like racial based humor. Your Russell Peters, your Martin Lawrence and I found that when I saw the trailer for that movie, I was like, I love Will Ferrell, but this movie is clearly just a vehicle for that you know, perpetuating those stereotypes. Like, I know that the like, I a, even understand that a the movie is racial buddy a, comedy, basically. Yeah, and I know that the movie is about him. He's not actually that character. Right. And this guy thinks that he, this rich guy thinks that he is. But like, I just didn't want to see Will Ferrell in an environment where, because I like, you know, I yeah. like a lot of classic Will Ferrell. I want to see him in an environment where the majority of his jokes were based around him just being like an arrogant white guy that thinks that this black guy is like, a thug. a thug? Yeah, I was like, this is fuck, It's stupid. But, you know, whatever. <clears throat> my voice, yeah. I'm losing my voice just is getting progressively worse over the course of this episode. Okay. Is there a good Kevin Hart? Then Maybe that's a question for another time. I'm just trying to think if I've seen a Kevin Hart thing that I... Yeah.
1: I liked actually, him in those H&M ads. I liked
2: him in uh, for, <laughs> his cameos when he was in uh, 40-Year-Old Virgin. It was pretty hilarious. Oh, yeah, yeah. Who's yeah.
1: He just walks into
2: the store and he's just like, "I'm gonna need the extended warranty for the price of, on the house." Oh, and the guy's just like, mm. and there's a lot of expletives that I won't repeat here. But and then they just like get into that like crazy fight <laughs> on the sales floor. Yeah,
1: yeah.
2: Oh man. Yeah,
1: not exactly a role, but when they did the the yeah. David Beckham, Kevin Hart H and M ads, where they're like, oh, basically yeah, dressed the funny. same, and like he, <laughs> he's just standing <laughs> yeah, there next to David tiny. Beckham, looking at him like what the fuck? Like, yeah. why, why are you doing this? To yeah,
2: that? it's pretty good. That was pretty good. Yeah. Small doses. Yeah. I enjoyed him maybe like the first NBA all-star game I saw him in, but now it's been like four where he just keeps stealing the show and it's kind of like, okay, we get it. We get it. <laughs> I do not have a favorite Kevin Hart. I like him in Drake lyrics. Let me break <laughs> your Kevin Hart boy. Segway okay. into recommendations.
0: Yeah. So <laughs> let's, let's talk how about some fucking recommendations. Fucking, I, I got one okay. this week. I haven't been, I haven't done a music one in a long time. <sighs> okay, so I'm gonna do music, and it is gonna be the new Drake. No, my new oh. favorite band that I mentioned m- multiple times prior, but as a joke at first. Mom jeans. Yes, nailed it. I'm I'm like, I didn't even want to like it, but now I do. And oh. it it's it's That's great. What happens, man. It's Shit great. Sneaks up on you. It does
2: sneak up on you. I mean. Anything in particular? That split. I've listened to the, the one song on that split yeah. quite a bit in the last week. So, the one that I like is called Edward Forty Hands. Mm. And it actually starts with a
0: quote from Bob's Burgers, where nice. I, apparently they're in a band. I haven't seen this episode, but I just know from the voices that it's uh, uh, the f- fucking guy who does Archer and, yeah. and Bob. It's Sean Benjamin. Yeah. Um, and the The End mom the and the daughter that. just. It, it ends with them being like in a band, saying like we're the we're mean mom jeans fighting machines or something, and then it just goes into the song.
2: Uh, have you ever played Edward's Forty Hands? I have. Oh, Ooh. you're brave. That's
0: pro tip. <laughs> Don't play Edward's Forty Hands. <laughs> well, yeah, but also, <laughs> if you're going to do it, just maintain absolute focus on on one hand. Yes. Maintain absolute focus on one hand and finish that one hand as quickly as you possibly can, because then you at least have one hand free so you can go to the washroom and nurse the other one, right? Okay. Unless you're unless you're playing with people who are cutthroat who will not <laughs> let you free your hands until you're done both, which is that's just like that's its own version that's ruthless. of ruthless. That right is there. next level. All right. No, so, mom thank jeans. Thank
2: you, yeah. Edward. Four hands. Mom jeans. Period. Um, what yeah. about you, Amanda? Shit. You didn't think of a recommendation?
1: Um could be anything. I know. Um kind of going back and forth between two. Uh is it the
0: episode uh Bloodlines?
1: <laughs> the worst episode of Supernatural of all time. Oh,
2: because you said bloodlines and I was like, Oh I'm, no. I'm finally like watching that show. No, no, no. It,
1: they were gonna do a spin off of Supernatural called Bloodlines and they started it within the TV TV show. So every once cool. in a
0: while, a TV show will 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 if they want to do a spinoff, uh, throw in the pilot for that spinoff and try and pass it off as an episode for the show mm-hmm. as like a, to test the waters. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like sneaking in a, a pilot or whatever, and it did not go over well. It
1: was the worst. It was mm-hmm. basically like underground mobs of like of monsters and stuff, but like mm-hmm. everyone was just so extra. So over the top, it was terrible. It's too
0: bad because that's actually a cool idea. And it was also sort of a r- racial body
2: type situation there too. Yeah,
1: so that is absolutely not a recommendation. <laughs> I think
2: Bright is going to be like that, that Netflix movie with Will Smith where it's about I, the fairies and elves and stuff. I have no idea what you're talking about. Okay, well, maybe. we'll revisit it later. I'm not yep. going to go into it. Sorry, go on.
1: Um, I guess my recommendation for this week um <laughs> is a documentary that I actually loved when I was in high school, my brother and I thought it was fucking great. It's called American Movie. Um, mm. And it's about this like, I guess like Midwest American guy lives in a trailer park, like does maintenance at a cemetery, but is just obsessed with making horror movies. Um, and like, I mean, it's funny in parts and it's sad in parts. And
0: It almost sounds like I don't, Coven or something.
1: That's the guy who, who made Coven. Whoa. Uh, So it's about him making, like making his movies, um, which like, if you have the DVD, you also get, you also get Cubin with it. So you get to see like the short movie that he's made afterwards, but basically like all the shit that he goes through to try and make this movie. He's making another movie. Is he really? Yeah. I just saw something about it. Yeah. I think he had a, he wound up having a cameo in like cabin fever or something.
0: Fucking great movie.
1: Um, (laughs) it was, it might it might not be that one, but I know that I did see him in in something. I was like, that shit, that's the dude from American Movie. But um, yeah, he's got like a, he's got a buddy who's just like this former drug addict who just has the most hilarious stories and ridiculous laugh. So it's it's one of those things where like I don't know, you laugh, you'll cry. Cool. I don't know. We, cool. It, it, yeah, I just was recently thinking about it again and how much I I enjoyed it. So yeah. Sorry,
0: I just have to interject because I just saw a picture of the guy and I, I remembered why I knew that he was making a new movie. The guy who does the voiceover for the for the, like the preview of the new movie, none other than Bonnie Vere himself, Justin Vernon. Justin Vernon,
1: cool. Yeah. <clears throat> anyway, so yeah, I w- I would say if you like if you like horror movies or any that kind of stuff, check it out. Check it. Check, check it that out. shit.
2: Um, I'm going to have two quick recommendations. They're both music, as is usually the case. The first one is not a hidden gem by any means. I'm sure it's going to break all kinds of streaming records and shit by the time that you hear this. But uh, last night, Drake released a a new project. But the reason I'm recommending it is because, unlike some people at this table... I'm a big Drake fan, but I feel that he (laughs) has reached saturation point and the last couple things he's done, I've not really, I'm just kind of like, oh, this is getting really like generic to me and like Mm -hmm. not really, the reasons that I like Drake are not present on these releases. Anyway, he released this surprise. He called it a playlist, which is fucking bullshit because it's just like, new stuff. it's like Chance being like, oh, it's a, it's a free mixtape, but it's just like better than most people's albums. It's structured like an album. It's an album. It's all his stuff. It's all his stuff. I mean, they it's just like any other rap thing. They sample stuff. But yeah, it's... it's R-
0: right, but I mean, they're all Drake songs. Yeah,
2: there's no songs that are not Drake.
0: So it's not a playlist. Okay, yeah, go on. Yeah, but he's
2: calling it a playlist. He released it. It's like 22 tracks, and it's like...
0: 22?
2: Yeah, it's longer than like his last two albums Sonic. combined. That's a lot. Not really. But anyway, the point is, I really enjoyed it. There's Sonic the Hedgehog music is sampled on it. Oh, cool. The album opens with a 40-second clip just pulled directly from Hiatus Coyote song. So it's like... Oh, that's what that message was yeah. that you sent me. I was like, what is he talking about? Yeah. I've never heard... So, you know, I'm yeah. not saying, like, if you don't like Drake, obviously, you're not going to give a shit about this. But if you were disillusioned with recent Drake, maybe like me, you know, maybe check it out. And then my actual recommendation is Arca, which I might... Did I recommend it last week? No. No. Arca. is a producer slash videographer, photographer, mixed media artist, performance artist. Um, has a new album coming out that i believe is just self-titled and has released two or three singles off of it and they're great very haunting uh spanish vocals if you're familiar at all with fk twigs he i believe is just buddies with fk twigs they've done some work together in the past but definitely worth checking out uh it's not like drake at all and it's weird as fucking it's super weird but it's fucking fantastic
0: cool I, what's, like, what's I like what's next super
2: week weird stuff
0: Okay, well, we have a couple options. Next week, we can either do our our best anime ever type deal. Let's
2: do it. I want to do that.
0: Okay, we'll do that one then. So next week, we are going to be watching the movie called uh, Your Name in English or Kimi no, no Nawa. Um, it is came out last year and is supposed to be like the best anime ever. I have not seen it. Uh this is one of those I think potentially mundane style ones cuz it's just about a relationship between a girl and a guy. Okay. Or they just like meet each other and I think the guy doesn't needs to doesn't know her name or I don't really know what it's about. <laughs>
2: we'll find a out. A name is
1: involved somehow.
2: Yeah. Maybe only in the title. Perhaps.
1: Maybe it's a metaphor.
0: It's based on a novel.
2: A graphic novel? A manga?
0: I don't know. But okay, uh well, you know, I, I could I could just rattle off a bunch of facts about it, but I will tell you that uh, it's the highest-grossing anime film, uh, the fourth highest-grossing in Japan, and the highest-grossing anime film worldwide, uh, making three hundred twenty-eight million dollars. That's nuts. Yeah. Cool.
2: And what's the you gotta love it?
0: The you gotta love it for the week will be. I like the idea of the Great Wall. Okay, let's do it. So we're going to find something to love about The Great Wall, starring Matt Damon, featuring the work of none other than former and hopefully future podcast guest, Ben Tillman. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. He worked on that? Oh, yeah.
1: (laughs) In fact,
0: fun fact, I don't... Well, you know what? I'm going to save this fun fact for when I turn the mics off because I'm not exactly sure what... I am and and I'm not allowed to say when it comes to that guy's career. So until next time. Until next time guys. Keep loving it. Sorry, it's just people are complaining. Come bad! You know, they want to know if you guys can maybe try tuning up again or play on the beat and just do it right.